Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome back. This is the Carla and Crappy Show. Um, for those of you who listened to the intro a week ago and were confused that perhaps you were not listening to the Carla and Crappy Show, I'm I'm here to confirm that this is the Carla and Crappy Show. Oh, good, I, because I was really confused last week. I was. Yeah. I, I, see, I was wondering what that was. And I'm Carla. That's Crappy. <laughs> Hi, folks. It's week 13 of the college football season um, known widely around these parts as Wivalwee Week. Um, and and um, to our guests, that's just, I, I've given up trying to pronounce that correctly. So we just, we give in to Wivalwee Week. There's a ton of stuff to cover. Uh, we're going to get to all of it. But first, as you heard me mention, we have a guest. And I am, I'm, I am super stoked um, to have, I mean, he's, he's kind of like the official college football player of the Carlin Crappy Show. Uh, because we talk about it every week. Does this uh, mean that he has an NIL deal with us? <laughs> huh. We're going to have to work on that. We're I'm not sure. Um, we can work something out. Yeah, I'm a, I, I could a t-shirt or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Figure something out. I'm allowed to. I I'm, I'm think I'm as, as your uncle, I'm allowed to give you stuff, right? Is uh, that... I believe so. Okay. I'm a little okay. rusty with how all that works. I, but... Yeah, I know. I'm, this is a new position for me as well. Guys, that's Drew Pell. Um, Cornell running back, um, my nephew, as I said, uh, and I, I, this is a great time to talk to him. Uh, a, his season is over, um, but B, his, uh, his his season uh, ended on a, on a pretty nice note, um, uh, which we will we will get to. In fact, we're gonna we're just turning everything upside down. We're gonna start with this week's Big Red Bears report because because he's here. Um, so last weekend's game was, I mean, if you're, if you're, you know, hung up on wins and losses, tough, uh, a tough loss. Um, Definitely. Uh, 55 42 at Columbia. Columbia is, is the, is the rival for uh, one of the rival, the primary rivals for Cornell um, uh, finished at a 500 season, uh, which, which again, as I pointed out multiple times, you know, this is the team that was picked to finish last in the league. And um, so, so coming in at 500 actually, actually ain't bad um, for our purposes. Uh, Drew finished with 31 yards on eight carries uh, one more reception for uh, nine yards, I believe. Um, and, and I, let's just start with that, with that game. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, as you may or may not be aware, your mom and your grandmother and I text through all your games. I mean, there's <laughs> there's this conversation. Um, Aaron Aaron is on at least a couple more text threads, like with football Cornell football moms yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, and Aaron and I, your mom and I, agreed on this that uh, after uh, your carry just before the uh, the the touchdown in the second quarter. Yep. Um, I watched that and I'm like. That is since since he's been at Cornell, that's the first time I've seen a carry that looks like that looks like high school true. Oh, yeah. Um and it and it's it, it, it was just I mean it's just such such a, a perfect um encapsulation of, of what you can do. I mean, acceleration through the hole, um, a couple subtle cuts, finish with power. Um, it just it, it Aaron, your your mom and I agree. It's like, yeah, that's there there he is. Um, and with injuries and everything, that's uh, really, like the first time we've seen this in a really long time. Um, what, what do you re- what do you recall about that play? 
Um, well, for one, it felt amazing. Like you said, like uh, I haven't had a true carry like that yeah. since high school, honestly. Mm-hmm. I haven't been hit like that since high school. Mm-hmm. I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm still all bruised up. Sore. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, it definitely felt good. I mean, to go so long, mm-hmm. almost fell out of the groove, just going to the motions with practices and stuff, not really getting the full feel of what a game is like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a lot of fun. It, it was, it was really cool because obviously, you know, you, you get a lot more reps that we don't see. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but it, it really felt like Saturday's game for the first time um, that you were really in that, that you were really part of what was going on. Yeah. Um, are, are you, are you healthy ish at the moment? Was the ankle bothering you at all during the game? No. So literally like a week before that, I was still struggling to run, honestly. And mm-hmm. then I got to practice the week of Columbia mm-hmm. last week and it started feeling fine with my brace and it's all taped up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really feel it, feel it at all during the game. Okay. That's excellent. And then once, once you have the ball in your hands, there's so much adrenaline, you don't think about uh, it regardless. So, okay. Okay. Um, if we can keep you that way, um, I could, I was going to get you like a, a big thing of bubble wrap and, and send it to your house at Naples oh, yeah. for Christmas. Can, can, uh-huh. can we work it. something up like that? For <laughs> yeah. just to, Okay. Let's do it. We'll, we'll see if we can make that happen. Uh, Carla, what, what, um, uh, do you have a question or two? Yeah. So, so um, for people who, you know, if, if we, we've done our best to convince listeners that, that Ivy League football, like we yeah. need to be paying attention to Ivy League. It's football. fun. It's fun stuff. Um, what's your pitch? What if you, it's a, why should, why should people, college football fans watch Ivy League football? Um, I think it's like the competition is, or the level that we're at is even with within all like every team i would say mm-hmm. there isn't one team that's like superior to one another um there's so much opportunities for upsets and good games uh i just think it's like any game could be exciting to watch mm-hmm. which um i think is a real upside to Ivy league football it, it's uh, and i i can't it seems like most of the games, even with the losses, um, there have there has been this this pattern, like you know, uh, uh, maybe a competitive first half, uh, a couple things might happen with with the defense or or something else, um, and then Cornell kind of tries to get back in it at the end. I mean, th- th- yeah. it's it, it's got to be frustrating because you're oh, yeah. it's like close, um, mm-hmm. but the games are also entertaining as hell. So, um. I, I I get that completely. Uh, yeah. A big thing. Um, talk to me about your offense. This I I, I felt like play calling was was maybe a little more creative this year uh-huh. than last. Maybe that's a function of uh, Jamison Wong not having yeah. the experience last year versus uh-huh. this season. Um, what's it like playing with him? Um, what's the offense going to look like next year? Um, I I think that's going to be that that's yeah. going to be a great. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh huh. So I think. Uh, well, we've completely switched up with what our offense was from last year, this year. Mm-hmm. I think a big part of that was, is the new running back coach that we got this year. Okay. My new position coach. Okay. Uh, he was, uh, an offensive line coach or he's mm-hmm. like assistant coach for the Colts. Oh, so, okay. So okay. He, he knows football. He played at Syracuse, played in the NFL. Um, 
and he, I think, added a lot to our offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and with JMO last year, he kind of just came in on certain packages. Okay. Wasn't the true starter. Kind of brought him in to run screens and quarterback runs and stuff. And this year, we kind of defined him as the true starter, which, I mean, he's he's incredible. You've seen him play. He's he's great. Uh, and combining him with a lot of conf- – like, what we do in the backfield, it's so confusing to defenses. There's so many motions and just, just like such movement from the offense that's confusing to defenses, which I think helped us a lot this year. Um, I, I remember texting you after uh, first game or two and yeah. um, talking about the full house backfield uh in the in the red zone and i that's just it it was it was a tickling thing for me because i mean that's like old woody hayes ohio state football in the 70s Uh um but the 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 possibilities for misdirection out of that formation are really cool and and you saw that you saw that right off the Uh bat and we we had a lot of plays out of that formation too that we never even got to run like Mm -hmm. that's a confusing uh, formation to line up in on the goal line for defenses mm-hmm. and i think that showed whenever we lined up in it, it did it did a lot of moving parts jmo taking a qb sneak or mm-hmm. us something else i mean defenses didn't really know it was coming okay okay carla um so you're looking ahead a little bit towards what next season looks like the offense um this is the time of year, right, where we start like already looking ahead to like way too early predictions for the 2023 <laughs> season. We're almost at that point, right? Once we get in the bowl season, um, what are your predictions for Cornell in 2023? I mean, being biased as I am, I'd I'd love to hope that we come out with. Um, I think we play Lehigh in our opener. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong. I think so, but uh, come out again and get a good out of conference win uh get us going um i think yale this year was the best team we played by far i mean they're okay. the ivy league champions yep um yep. so playing them early in the season if we can get that win uh i think would be great and we have arts we have a lot of juniors on our team i don't mm-hmm. know the specific number um but a lot a lot of guys who play mm-hmm. so i think that's our def- all of our linebackers pretty much We're losing Jake Stebbins. Yep. Um it's part but... of the, the the Cornell Pittsburgh mafia. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know how many how how many I don't know how that many Pittsburgh guys ended up there. Um uh-huh. but it's Crazy. but it's been kind of cool. And and the running back room especially. Oh yeah. Gannon and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully Gannon was out with a concussion yeah this past week which sucks but um having him back. I mean, he has so much potential to freshman. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a good ball player. Mm-hmm. Then Eddie Tillman, uh, our coach always says, I mean, he's, he's smaller, yeah. so quick, mm-hmm. but our coach always says, I mean, he falls forward, which <laughs> is amazing. Right. Um, so he has a lot of potential too. Uh, I mean, as you've seen mm-hmm. in the games this year already, uh, okay. but he, he hasn't even lived up to his full potential yet either. Okay. So. Okay. Um, Carla asked you about uh, what you see for the team. What does a, a a good season for Drew Powell look like in your mind? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think I want more con- more consistent. Well, one, stay healthy, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. That's the base to anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but 
more consistent carries. I mean, I like I like having the ball in my hands. Sure, that's what I do. I just any running back um, would would say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, more of my more of my role this year was uh, pass blocking and mm-hmm. blocking, and I'm I'm okay with that too. Uh, just providing for our team, you know. Okay. So, well, listen, I, yeah. we 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 had a great time. Um, I have I have watched. Um, most of your college career so far, um, yeah. and and I know we're going to continue to follow uh, weekly uh, Big Red Bears reports, and yeah. uh, next year, and and keep checking in on on what you are able to do. Um, mm-hmm. I will get you. I will get you the bubble wrap, uh, so <laughs> we can take care of you in the off season, and um, we, we don't good. have we don't have to deal with. Fingers and wrists <laughs> and ankles and all of that stuff. Um, and just let yeah. you run the football for a little bit. Yeah, I still got a lump on my hand. Technically oh, still broken, I think. <laughs> and like, no <laughs> knuckle here. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're gonna look uh look up um when, when we're when we're done and you have a moment, look up Chuck Bidnerick and his hands. Um <laughs> he was a he was a linebacker for the Eagles in the 50s and yeah. Uh, try not to do that with your fingers just you'll and you'll know what i mean when you see it all right um let's take uh as we do a quick look back at last week um carla we as we discussed the um the idea of a separate bonkers segment is just kind of redundant redundant right? yeah what what did uh what what did you see besides like everything i know should i just rattle off the list uh, yeah go go um so we knew we should have known that the mm. weekend was going to be bonkers when the week <clears throat> started with a mat game in a blizzard. True. Right. Like yep. when that happens, like we should have just been like, you know, spidey senses up like, OK, this weekend's going to be ridiculous. And it was um, if you haven't seen like the highlights from Western directional Michigan's in a snowstorm, um, right, Western and Central, like go look that up. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it's just stupid fun football. Um mm-hmm. Western ended up winning game twelve. Game. Did you did you see that one? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the dashing through the snow call yes. was just perfect. It, it just was perfect. just perfect. It was. Um, okay, so that's how the week started. Okay, yeah. here we go. Quick rundown. Vanderbilt beats Florida two straight SEC wins. I didn't know about that until late Saturday night when you told me, and I'm like, huh? Well, and I had friends at the game. We were going to go to the game, but it was mm-hmm. too cold. Um, mm-hmm. and uh. I had friends who were Vanderbilt fans at the game and said the atmosphere was just weird because if you know Vandy football, like 75% of the stadium is the visiting team. Like Mm -hmm. that's just the way Vanderbilt football is. And so the stadium is blue and they lost. Um, And so Vanderbilt fans were just kind of like, this is weird. This is, this is weird. We don't know Um, what to do. Well, and somebody joked, like, go storm the field and tear down the goalposts. Like, there's a lot of rich people who went to Vanderbilt who will pay for the goalposts. Like, do it. Ah. Um, they do they have it. enough? Did they have enough fans in the stands to actually get the goalposts down? That I mean, would have been that... a good question. I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay. Good, good point. Okay. Um, so we went from that to, like, South Carolina's Spencer Rattler playing the game of his life. Uh-huh. Um, you know, upsetting and Cox upset UT and the Vols playoff hopes. Of course, there's a downside to that, and it sucks with Hendon Hooker. Um, yeah, absolutely. ACL done for the year. I mean, that just sucks. It and sucks such a, such a weird thing that it's basically. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't touched. It no. just sort of uh, planted popped. and happened, and it's like, oh, that's that's not good. Yeah, that, so so that just sucks. But I mean, talk about a kid just rising to the occasion and, mm-hmm. and winning a game. We'll talk more about him later. Um, 
Ohio State, Michigan, TCU all survived scares. If you didn't see the way that TCU like kicked that last field goal, mm-hmm. like go watch that because that is clock management to a T. Perfect. It's um, perfect. Uh, you mentioned Ohio State and TCU and, and somebody else? What, what team was up the, north. The, oh, team right. North. Them. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. I was just making sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll talk more about both of them, all of them later. Um, USC, UCLA lived up to expectations. Absolutely. That game was silly fun. Um, Woo Pig. Arkansas um, beats the pants off of Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that makes the the egg bowl kind of like, eh. But uh, and we're going to talk about it anyway. We'll but, talk about um, that later, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, two more quick things. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma put up 28 points in the first quarter, never scored again, still won Bedlam. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me is like the epitome of Bedlam, right? Yeah. Um, and then, oh, yeah, Georgia Tech beat North Carolina. Like that was the wait. What? Like I, I literally, I think I texted you guys at what, like eleven thirty Eastern on mm-hmm. Saturday night. And went mm-hmm. as I was like catching up on my scoreboard. I went, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Georgia Tech. What? I I was in bed already, so I got to see that first thing in the morning. Is like, oh, okay, there's another one that I I I, I missed, and I don't. I, how did this happen? Yeah. How Just did this whole, happen? Again, top to bottom, the entire mm-hmm. week of college football, bunkers, second straight week in a row. This. This is the the season's the gift that just keeps on giving. <laughs> um, Drew, did you? I don't know if you were able to watch anything over the weekend. Um, you you mentioned you saw a Mac game uh, during the week. Uh, anything that that uh, that that you saw outside of your your own personal involvement that that was uh, memorable for you? Um, well, that snow game, crazy. Yeah, I mean, playing in those conditions is I couldn't imagine. I mean, did, I, did you think it get the same kind of snow that that was going on yeah, sort of we, around we you? Bad, yeah, we had a similar snow on practice on Tuesday, I think. Okay, last Tuesday. Okay, uh, which is fun. I mean, <laughs> it's fun when it happens once and it's a practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. it starts to be every day. It's, 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 this it's a is lot. this is but well, this is when we remember that that that. Uh, if I remember correctly, Drew was actually born in the state of Ohio. Who was um, um yeah. grant granted. He's spent a lot of time in Florida, um, uh-huh. so I was, and I haven't, I, I, I haven't stopped teasing him basically about um, moving from Naples, Florida, to uh, one of the snow belts in Western oh. New York. Oh yeah, but he seems to have done okay so far. <laughs> um, my look back is um, again uh, I, as I get more and more myopic t- towards the end of the regular season. Uh, it's obvious there was a lot of looking ahead, um, in College Park, Maryland, and in um that that town in um the state up north, um, because neither team was really was really sharp, uh, and I guess I'm I guess I'm willing to to write that off as just as you know anticipation for for what's ahead, um, in Ohio State's case the, uh, you know I, I didn't see the defensive performance i would have felt good about um going into this game um i learned a little bit about ohio state's running back depth which was really refreshing um so i will we'll see how uh we'll, we'll see how that shakes out um but you know if if, if travion henderson can go if mayan williams can go uh that's awesome and if we gotta lean on uh, uh dallin hayden uh, who squeaked out 146 yards and three touchdowns against Maryland. That's going to be okay too. So um, I'm like, yeah, I, I guess as, as uh, not, as not tense as 
no, that's not right. I'm tense. Um, and we'll, we'll again, we'll get to more of that. We are taping this on Monday um, for a couple of reasons, one of which is uh, OU and Bowling Green on Tuesday night. And then with the holiday, it's just kind of easier to get this uh, to, to get this production done. And then we don't have to worry about with with, with travel and, and everything. Um, it does, however, mean that we are doing this prior to um, the release of this week's uh, college playoff rankings. Probably not a big deal because you, you don't really see the top four changing uh, Georgia, Ohio state, that um, the team up North uh, and TCU, right, As they, they continue to find a way to win. Um, my question for the two of you and drew, you can go first. Who's going to land when the, when the, when the, the rankings are released uh, tomorrow night on Tuesday night, um, who's going to be in, in the fifth and sixth spots. Um, and, and of course those are going to be important because, Someone two or three, two or three is going to have a loss after this weekend. Yeah. Um, so, eh? yeah, I, I, it's I, that'd be fine with me. I'd be I'd be okay with that. Um, who's gonna Who's gonna be in, in uh, the 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 uh, fifth and sixth slots, Drew? When when uh, the rankings come out, yeah, it's hard. Um, I'm thinking USC. Okay. I want to say Clemson. It's their the, the their game against South Carolina got more interesting after South Carolina's uh, uh, beat Tennessee um, for sure, yeah. and that I mean that's you, you wonder about them take making a jump, especially if they're uh-huh. if they're able if they win their rivalry game this weekend. Um, yeah. So what are they now? Clemson, Carla, do you know? I don't have the. the I the believe listen. they are nine. Ninth, ninth, okay. Right now, okay. Yeah. That would, I mean, that would qualify as a good win. Um, oh. at, at this point, uh, with with uh, South Carolina doing what they've done, kind of in the second half of the season, so uh, that's that that could be that could be that could yeah. be a jump from them. Um, Carla, you you actually you went to the trouble of uh, a top ten. I did. Okay, so what you get? Yeah, top four and change. Um, I agree with Drew. I and I said this last week. I would have LSU or I would have USC above LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think that's the case. Okay. Um, I think USC's win over UCLA should carry some weight. That was a mm-hmm. heck of a win. Um, mm-hmm. so I have USC at five. Um, LSU at six, which is where they are currently. So mm-hmm. I would leave them at six. Um, Bama at seven. Okay. Um. Clemson at eight, and I wrestled with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm undecided. I guess I would have Oregon at nine, but I don't know how far I want Tennessee to drop, although they're not really going to be a factor now because of the injury to, yeah. to Hooker. Um, yeah. I think Oregon has the potential to be more of a factor. So uh, am I going to keep Tennessee in the top 10? Maybe. I didn't right now, but... Um, but they could still stay in the top 10 and mm-hmm. I put Penn state at 10. Okay. They're at 11 you, right now. So that's one move. That's one spot up. You, you, you made a, um, we, we will, yeah, I will let you explain. Yes. When we get to talking about the land grant, uh, the land grant bowl, the um, best worst trophy in Harley, all college football. Yeah, I didn't, I, I did not want to say that. Um, Carla, Carla, Carla made a suggestion to me about, uh, the quality of the, the current, at right now, as of this moment, quality of the teams in the Big Ten that we will discuss. Yes. 
when when the time comes here in a few minutes um it's 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 an interesting proposition and uh i'm not sure if i can argue with it or not i'm i'm going to try i'm i'm going to try really hard but <laughs> we will see how that goes um as it turns out guys uh being an ivy league student is difficult um, because even though Drew is at home for Thanksgiving, he still has homework. He has to finish. Yep. I didn't. I was not aware of this that that the that the Ivy League was 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 that tough. But um, apparently, it is. Damn professors! No, oh, yeah, I was. Yes, exactly. Giving kids homework on the Monday of Thanksgiving Crazy, week. Right? Jeez, we're meanies like that. <sighs> Listen. Um. So, uh, we're gonna let let Drew go. Um, right. And, and we're, we're getting ready to throw this to AJ, uh, who's going to take us through, cause there, there's a lot of fun stuff coming up in group of yeah. five this weekend. Um, and AJ is going to, to be able to discuss it all. Um, but before we throw it to him, we will say goodnight to Drew. Thank you very much for joining us. Congratulations, especially on, you know, getting through that season, uh-huh. um, and, and everything that was thrown at you and then, and then just having a nice solid game to wrap things up and, and hopefully, uh, serve as a springboard to, to, to get you into 2023. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me guys. And I appreciate you guys watching all season, staying up to date um, and being some fans. Yes. Yeah, it's fun. You know, we don't always have too many actually in the stands. So. <laughs> um, I, I, I think Kelly and I, we're, we're going to figure out an Ithaca trip um, this, Sweet. this next fall. Um, and I can, I mean, Lehigh is not that far. I can, I can be there in, yeah. in like three hours. So that we'll oh, see, yeah. we'll see how it goes. We'll see Sounds how it goes. Uh, tell your brother and your sister and your mother and your father that I said, happy Thanksgiving. Um, and they should all listen to the show at least four or five times this week. <laughs> um, we, we, we appreciate that support and, um, and you yeah. have a happy Thanksgiving as well. Yeah. You guys too. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, go big red, go bucks. That's right. Yes, yes. Ohio guy. Uh-huh. To, 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 uh huh. Ohio State, Michigan. Who? Ohio State. Ohio State. By how many? I'm going to go 10 by 10. I think the line is 10 and a half. So that's. That's really? actually uh that may be a little bit more. I it it um I don't remember. I just nine typed and a half, up. I think maybe nine and a half. Okay. That's, what that's, I saw. A, that's that's about right. I like mm-hmm. it. And either way, I like it. I'm good. Um yeah. I will I will be in Columbus on Saturday and uh Ooh. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 get we'll get to that. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Love you. Um you and we'll talk to you then later. AJ is gonna tell us about the group of five games this weekend. AJ, go. Good evening, everyone. It is always spiritually after dark. It is this week's Group of Five After Dark Report, the final one of the 2022 season. Uh, I will be back for Bolapalooza. Um, I will be excited to watch New Year's Six Bowls. Uh, they have this thing called the playoff. I've never heard of it. No one has. Um, but we're going to get started because we have a lot to talk about this week. We're going to start on Friday um, because we have... AAC championship implications, uh, Tulane at Cincinnati at noon on ABC. For the sake of what I'm about to say, UCF is going to beat USF. USF is one in ten this year. UCF is not. Um, 
I expect UCF to completely cruise. They are then locked in to the AAC championship game just because they've beaten Cincy and Tulane and Houston. Um, Here's where this gets real fun. If Cincinnati wins, it's UCF Cincinnati. If Tulane wins, it's UCF Tulane. Um, Sadly, though, I expect this to go just like UCF Tulane, and I'm sorry, Wave, but your defense is a deep liability. Um, you you can score points with the best of them. Uh, see last week where you put you almost hung 60 on SMU. Um, like that's hard apparently, but Cincinnati has a much sturdier defense. I don't expect a ton of points entirely because uh, Cincinnati's offense does not have the same punch that they had last year with Desmond Ritter. Um, so I expect Cincinnati to have most of the points in this game and thus win and go to the AAC championship game. At 3 p.m. on FS1, Arizona State at Arizona. Now, earlier in the season, when Arizona State was still coached by Herm Edwards, a thing that happened in the year of our Lord 2022, I expected this game to be gross, to be stupid, to be just like the game of football played by people who have boxing gloves on their hands. And it it's turned around now. Arizona beat UCLA, the random number generator that is Jaden Delora. They're they're bad but fun. Arizona State is like kind of spicy. Um they they took U, USC for a little ride a couple times. Uh they've they're not as bad but fun as Arizona. They're like bad but, oh, hey, that's neat. Um, and I think that makes for this game to be very dumb and stupid, which is what I prefer in my football. Also, this is going to be happening at the same time as England versus the USA in the World Cup. I guarantee this will have more points, and you should watch this instead. 10 p.m. FS1. Wyoming. I said it right, Wyoming, at Fresno State. Uh, Wyoming almost beat Boise last week. (laughs) That would have been incredibly fun. And I would have been very wrong on Wyoming twice this year. I mentioned earlier this year that I expected Air Force to just roll right over Wyoming, and then they didn't. Uh, They lost to Wyoming. Um, They threw a bad pick at the end of the game. They didn't need to do that. They rushed a throw. They had 40 seconds left to potentially get down and score. And Boise escaped, and they escaped their way all the way into the uh, Mountain West Championship game. They can bounce back and end the season on a good note against Fresno State. Um, I don't necessarily believe it'll happen, but it's possible. Um, Fresno is going to want to come out and prove something, mostly because they've got their spot in the Mountain West Championship game already locked in. So they don't necessarily need to play for like a spot. Uh, or like they're fighting to get in. Um, but this is their senior night. This is their last home game. This is senior night for Jake Hayner. I will be very sad when Fresno State does not have Jake Hayner. I saw what it looks like earlier this year. It's bad. Um, they should be. This should be fun. He should be locked in. Wyoming is one of the better teams in the conference. Uh, so this should be a very, very fun game to close out your Friday night. Saturday noon, ESPNU, the game in the Sun Belt. Um, Coastal Carolina at James Madison. Uh, the first When I first looked at this game, I saw James Madison minus 13 and a half. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Why? 
Coastal Carolina is 9-1. They're a very good football team. How is JMU a almost two-touchdown favorite for, for no real reason that I could think about immediately? And then I remembered that Grayson McCall is hurt and out for the next three to six weeks. He's the quarterback for Coastal Carolina and will not play in this game. Uh, they were supposed to play UVA last week, obviously, incorrectly. They didn't. Um, so we don't know what Coastal without Grayson McCall looks like in any sort of real way, especially this year. So, yeah, I can see now why JMU is favored by two touchdowns. Um, also, JMU, this is their bowl game. Uh, they don't get to go to a bowl game, even though they have more than six wins, uh, because they have just come up from FCS, and there's a very dumb rule that says that if you come up to the big boy league, you don't get to play in the big boy games until you've been a big boy for more than a year. So, um Sorry, James Madison, this is your bowl game. It's senior day. I expect them to go completely ham. Uh, Go ahead, James Madison. Get yourself a nice win. 3 p.m., SEC Network, Louisville at Kentucky. Why am I talking about this game? Because Scott Satterfield can't stop winning. I'm pretty sure he's tried to stop winning. He does not want to be in Louisville. He just doesn't. And yet he keeps winning. Uh, as was mentioned on the uh, full cast after dark, a podcast you should listen to. Uh, it's almost like Scott Satterfield is just in the like in his office at the end of the game. He's just staring at his hands, going, "What gave me these powers?" Um, Kentucky dragged UGA into the muck. They didn't get it done, but they really, really dragged Georgia down. So if you're looking for a game that's going to be really gross and really stupid, the over under or the excuse me, the AJ Fun Index. Uh, on this game is below 50, so don't expect there to be like a fireworks factory uh, on fire. Scott Satterfield wants to leave, but he's cursed to keep winning games for Louisville. So uh, let's see how the powers that be make this one work. This is a totally normal sport, and I'm glad we're all here. Uh, 6 p.m. ESPN Plus App State at Georgia Southern. These two teams hate each other, just straight up hate each other. And this goes back to FCS. Um but this is why the Sun Belt is the best G5 conference. Because they decided, hey, instead of trying to figure out like the conference USA did, and they were like, okay, we're going to try and expand, and we're going to have Charlotte and Georgia State. And these are not knocks on those teams, but when they added those teams, they did not add them for the football content. They added them for the TV market. Because they were trying to do the Big Ten nonsense where they're like, we have Rutgers, New York's team. No one's ever said this. They are the State University of New Jersey. Please stop. But when they built the conference, they built it around regionality. Having teams that know each other, fan bases that know each other, fan bases that will travel, that will go to games, that will do the things that they find uh, to make good football. And let the actual like game speak for itself. This is why the Sun Belt is the best G5. Um, the American is losing their top four teams uh, to the Big 12. And because of that, uh, the AAC will take a deep step back. And there is the Sun Belt, who has James Madison and Marshall and App State and Georgia Southern and ULM and ULL. And they're able to grow the conference in a very real way. And this these games are what comes out of it. They're never putting their games on Tuesday night. 
No shots at Maction, no shots at Conference USA, but they're never ever putting their games on Tuesday night because they actually want people in the stands on Saturdays because that's what the game means to them. Um, I expect smash mouth football, and it should be incredibly amazing. Just for the sake of uh, fun here, I'm going to take a quick swing through the rest of the games because I'm just going to rapid fire a couple things. Bowling Green, Ohio, we have a MAC East championship game. Go Bobcats. Go get the job done. Uh, Egg Bowl, this looked real fun, and then and then it didn't. Uh, everybody remembered that Mike Leach coaches the air raid, and you can stop that pretty easily. Um, so there you go. Mississippi State Ole Miss, uh, two crabs in a bucket. Enjoy your enjoy your Thanksgiving night. Uh, we're going to keep going into Saturday, NC State in North Carolina. That is a very fun, sneaky, hateful rivalry because they're so close to one another. Those two schools are basically 20 minutes apart. Um, those fan bases are in each other's offices, in each other's uh, places of business, in each other's places of worship and homes. Uh, that is a stupid, fun rivalry. NC State got NC State has just fallen off a cliff. North Carolina, not going to the playoff. Uh, give me the heels on that one. Uh, Nebraska at Iowa. This season can actually, this season can end anytime it would like to for Iowa, except it won't because I need to break down the Big Ten West because we have to do this. We have to think about this and really put it into our minds. <clears throat> Here's how this works if Iowa wins, Iowa goes to the Big Ten championship game. I'm sorry, everybody. We have to do this. And either Michigan or Ohio State is going to pulverize that team. You will not have to watch the championship game. If Iowa loses and Purdue wins, Purdue goes to the Big Ten championship game. This just got a little bit more fun. If Iowa loses and Purdue loses and Illinois wins, Illinois goes to the Big Ten championship game. And if Iowa loses and Purdue loses and Illinois loses... Kirk Ferentz is inevitable, and Iowa wins anyways. So um, if you're scoreboard watching on Saturday, trying to figure out uh, what team is going to uh, be sent to the slaughter in the Big Ten Championship game, there's there's your uh, there's your rooting interest. Uh, boo, Iowa. Boo, Purdue. Go, Illinois. I just want to see it. Uh, 7.30 p.m. on ABC, Florida at Florida State. Knowles ranked 19th, 8-3. They are the clear best team in Florida. What a sentence. I would not have said that sentence at the beginning of this year, but yet here we are. Um, I'm happy for the Knowles. I'm happy for Mike Norvell. Um, this game is always stupid, uh, but Florida, you just lost to Vandy. So maybe maybe you take a step back and reflect on that. Uh, and then finally, just taking one quick cruise through Saturday, Rice possibly bowl eligible. They have a North Texas team that is very beatable. Go Rice, go bowling. Um... And finally, uh, we could just cruise to LSU, Texas A&M. <laughs> Jimbo's going to go four and eight. <laughs> you got all them five stars. You went four and eight. <laughs> They're going to be terrifying next year. <laughs> Let's all laugh while we can. <laughs> uh, we have fun here, don't we? Anyways, that's this week's Group of Five After Dark Report. Um, I've had a great season. I hope you enjoy these. Uh, if you do, uh, give it a five-star review. If not, in the words of crappy, mind your damn business. Bye. Have fun. Happy Thanksgiving. AJ, thank you. Um, I, I, I mean, th th there's so much going on. Mac, at the beginning of the week, 
Uh, I mean, this is this is one of the this is one of the most fun weekends of college football, and it's not yeah. it's not just because of of the rivalries, um, but just but good games, important games, um, and a lot of them from Tuesday through Saturday night. Um, yeah. you can it's you like can gorge, bowl season. You can gorge yourself on on Thanksgiving dinner, but you can you can also gorge yourself on college football, which is sort of what i have in mind um that's what i'm it's what i'm hoping for anyway we will begin uh for uh the what i will admit is the primary reason we were taping this early this week on tuesday 7 p.m on espnu uh bowling green at ohio university ou is favored by six and a half the aj fund index is 55 um of course um bowling green made a liar out of me at the very end of last weekend's program um but we you know we have a head-to-head chance to uh to make this right um the, the yep. winner of this game is the outright mac east champion um and we'll play probably uh toledo uh in the mac title game in a couple weeks uh carly what do you see with this one well i don't really have a ton of thoughts on this game other mm-hmm. than the fact that i love midweek maction mm-hmm. and i like ohio so um this is an easy like go bobcats for me um, okay i having having enough connections mm-hmm. to o- ou um various people um and and actually we've talked about this with, with the, the back all, can you believe it was a decade ago that i covered the ncaa tournament um wow. in nashville yeah it was it was wow. 2012 i know um but in, tw- in 2012 ohio was sent um, to Nashville, and they picked up a win and made it to the second round. I don't even remember who they beat. Um, Michigan, but did they? Is that who they beat? I don't remember. There, there was there was a, a a win against the team up north, um, in the NCAA tournament, and that that might have been it. Have been it. That I don't remember it. off the top of my head. I do remember that Ohio won. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. that Ohio won and Cincinnati won, and mm-hmm. so we got both sets of fans for the like, for the entire weekend. Nice. Um, and they were sitting behind Media Row, and the Ohio the OU fans were just fun as heck. Um, okay, like they were they were really great to hang out with, and it was just it was a lot of fun. So yes, cool. go Bobcats. Go cool. Bobcats. Um, OU uh, kind of out of nowhere has won six straight games except it's not really out of nowhere because i the 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 uh, the, the quarterback play of curtis work um i think is is, is I, I said this week ago it's got to be the mac offensive player of the year one issue um curtis work got hurt in the in the uh the end of the first half of the game at ball state um in that game ou's offense was able to keep rolling behind a, a running back uh c bang bangura uh, who who picked up a lot of slack, uh, um, a couple touchdowns and uh, well over 100 yards rushing. Um, OU has enough to win on Tuesday uh, without Curtis Work, and if Curtis Work is back um, and, and able to play meaningful minutes, I it, I don't think it's going to be close. So, Bobcats punch their ticket to the title game with the win over over the Falcons on Tuesday evening. Uh, there's of course more action on Wednesday. We're not going to get into it, um, but uh, you, you literally the whole weekend. Just, just watch the whole weekend. <laughs> it's, and on Thursday, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's NFL football on, and that's fine. That you can, but at 7 p.m., turn on ESPN and yes. watch the Egg Bowl. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it's it's the it's the Egg Bowl. Uh, this is of course a Mississippi State at Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss is favored by two. The AJ Fund Index is fifty nine points. 
Ah, uh, Carla, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. Um, it's Ole Miss has lost three of their last four, and until a get-right game against East Tennessee last week, Mississippi State also lost three of their last mm-hmm. four, right? Um, dogs are not the prolific offense that we would typically think of here, particularly with a leech as coach, right? right. right. Um, they put up 100 fewer yards per game than Ole Miss does, mm-hmm. but they score points. They're an efficient mm-hmm. offense, which has been Ole Miss's problem all year. They put up a boatload of points or a boatload of, of yards and don't score. Yes. Um, so to me, like this game could get pretty ugly. It's going to be silly as heck. It doesn't mean much of anything nationally, but mm-hmm. Leach and Kiffin are a much better way to end your turkey day than the NFL. Hell yes. Right? Hell yes, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, like, yes, there's going to be points. It's going to be way better than whatever the NFL game is. Um, Sure, Ole Miss at home. Why not? Okay. Okay. I just, I, I feel like uh, Ole Miss has fallen further, I think. I would agree. Than, than Mississippi State has just you know in terms of expectations, yep. um, uh, Ole Miss was in the West title hunt for uh, uh, until a couple of weeks ago. Uh, remember when we thought that this game could potentially yeah, be for the yeah, West yeah. to go to the title game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just I, I and then then you wonder you wonder because there has been discussion about Lane Kiffin moving on someplace, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps to a school in the state of Alabama. Um, is that a distraction? Uh, do do the kids at Ole Miss hear that talk? Um, I, you, you wonder. You wonder. I think this all adds up to uh, more cowbell um, is what I think it adds up to. I think Mississippi State wins the Egg Bowl on the road uh, on Thursday night um, as we all eat our third piece of pie because it's just it's right there and it's no 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 no, no. another bowl pie. of mashed potatoes. I'm going to have to fight my 10-year-old nephew now for mashed potatoes because Ooh. he has picked up his Aunt Carla's affinity for them. And Ellie okay. also likes mashed potatoes now, too. So, But she's small. She doesn't eat much. So that's good. But my 10-year-old okay. nephew is starting to put food down. Oh, that's um, and that's only going to get worse. It is. You guys are going to need more mashed potatoes. We're going to need more way. mashed potatoes. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the pie because uh, I want some mashed potatoes left over uh, for, like, the, you know, the leftover meals. But yes. Um, yeah, if I get a chance for a, a second piece of pie, that's I think that's where I'm headed on on Thursday night when when the egg bowl gets started. Um, uh, Friday, did did someone say Friday football? Yes, we yes. We, we did in fact at three thirty on ABC. Um, I don't is there a name for this the, for the North Carolina UNC NC I'm State? I'm not aware thing? of I don't, one, I, but I'm there not, probably I, is. I'm not either. Uh, this is the the the, the Wolfpack visiting. Uh, Chapel Hill. The heels are favored by six and a half points. The AJ Fun Index is a rather restrained fifty-six. Um, again, both of these teams are are coming into this game that sort of like losses recently. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? And I think NC State's in a little bit worse shape here. Like, mm-hmm. right? So we talked about North Carolina already losing to Georgia Tech last weekend, and and this is just a reminder: Georgia Tech doesn't run the option anymore. They haven't for several years. So this was not, not like an option causing them fits sort of right. thing, right? right? And in fact, Georgia Tech split quarterback duties between the two healthy quarterbacks they had in the roster. Um, QB1 and QB2 were both out with injuries. So they split time between QB3 and QB4, were down 17 points, and still won that football game with an interim mm. coach. Huh. Yeah, it's a big-time head-scratcher as to what the heck was were it, was Carolina looking ahead trap game? Right. 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 The AP story just says that the Tar Heels looked quote flat. 
Um, so maybe they're maybe they're the team this year that got caught up with the trap game. Um, NC State, on the other hand, also still trying to figure out its quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Leary's out for the year. Um, they played QBs three and four also in a loss against Louisville. They lost. They've lost two straight. But here you go. You got another team playing QBs three and four. I guess. Huh. Okay. Right? Right. Right. I mean, right. I mean, I I think Carolina is the pick here. I think they're the more complete team at the moment. Last weekend seems like it was an anomaly. NC State's been struggling at the quarterback position for several weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say the heels are the pick at home, but you're not going to have the atmosphere. It's a three thirty afternoon kick on a Friday, so you're not going to have like that night mystical kind of thing going on. This game could be really intriguing. Um, but I'll take the heels at home. Okay. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I see a lot of food comments in the audience still on at three 30 on Friday. Yeah. Um, people just kind of like, uh, yay. Yay. Can, can I have some more pie please? Um, I, I both teams coming off, uh, off losses. Um, UNC's loss to, to tech, I think is the dumber of the two. Yes. Um, ah, I mean, it, it, I, I, this, you could easily say the same thing that I'm about to say about the uh, about last weekend's game, and I would have been wrong if had I said it then. Um, but uh, you know, a team that's that's struggling to find healthy quarterbacks um, may still be able to score on North Carolina, but North Carolina should be able to score more because that is what they do. Right. Um, so I'm again hedging that. You know, this should have been the case a week ago, and now we're talking about an actual rivalry game where where weird stuff can happen. But yeah. I'm still uh, the the Tar Heels offense will get back on track uh, this weekend, and uh, and and North Carolina wins at home. Um, speaking of offense, <laughs> 4 p.m. on the Big Ten Network, Nebraska at Iowa. Iowa is favored. Get this by 10 and a half points. And the AJ Fund Index is 38. Carla, I mean, Iowa wins this game. They are the Big Ten West champions. So right. this this game, there's reason to watch. Yes. Woody, how do you think this is gonna go? Um, yeah, I mean, Iowa's got something to play for you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they win, they're in the Big Ten title game mm-hmm. um Huskers have lost five straight and last weekend was a heartbreaker mm. um to lose to Wisconsin by a point I mean come and on. Some, and that's just that's that's been their MO for the last several years yeah um you, you know Scott Frost was there and they he just could not get over the hump in close games yeah so and, and I guess the knock against the Huskers in this is their defense is almost non-existent mm-hmm. like if you look at this statistically it's just not there um so Iowa's going to be able to score. And so they're not going to have to score much. Now, Iowa hasn't scored much all year. Um, you know, we joked that, you know, Iowa finally put up 24 points in a game. Um, <laughs> I think this is an ugly, I think this is an ugly low scoring game, but Hawks are playing at home. Mm-hmm. I and, and they have something to play for here. I think, I think the Hawkeyes win this game, punch their ticket to Indianapolis. Okay. Okay. Uh, the question I had for this, when I read the line was uh, if I was going to win by 10 and a half points, doesn't that mean they have to score? Yeah, ten, ten, and, ten, at least ten, ten and a half, half points. points. Um, I'm 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 dubious about that. Although maybe against Nebraska, that's 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 possibility. Um, they do have something to play for. Uh, they are playing at Kinnick. 
I I expect this will be an Iowa win. I I don't think I would. I I think I would take the under. Yes. With with the AJ Fund Index of thirty eight points, but but yeah, I I was gonna to win this game and and uh, champions of the West Saturday. Big nude. In Columbus, uh, it is the game. Um, the team up north with the ugly helmets and the uh, wackadoodle coach uh, it will be in Columbus, as will I, um, to play at Ohio State. Ohio State is favored by seven and a half points. I, I, I was wrong about the, the number when we were talking about that before. Uh, the AJ Fund Index is 57. Um, I would point out the last time these teams played in in a similar situation both undefeated both uh, top five uh that was a 2006 game and that was uh low 40s to high 30s so i'm uh, this these are not the same offenses um but you look at 57 aj fun index it's like huh okay that's interesting um carla yeah so- be- before 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 I let my twitchy self get involved in in predicting this game. What do you think? So both these teams are banged up Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Blake Corum hurt last week, Um, you know, appeared to be a fairly substantial knee injury. All we got out of um, Monday press conferences was that he would quote, will be back, but at what capacity Mm -hmm. we have, we don't know. And Michigan runs the football. Right. And we saw that against Illinois. Once Quorum went out, that game was tight mm-hmm. um, and needed, I, I'll i say it, a questionable pass interference call to get into field goal range. Sure. Um, particularly when they hadn't called that kind of stuff all game. Mm-hmm. Was it the right call? Probably. But if you're not calling it in the rest of the game and suddenly they get the call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> to get into to get in the field goal range to eke out that win, right? Mm-hmm. And this is an Illinois team that, you know, we joked that Illinois getting right against Michigan was not a great opportunity here. But they, to be honest, they lost the game, but they got right. Yeah, they did. They did. You know, um, and probably should have won that game. So, un unburted would be the would un-burted? be the term. Okay, we were looking for unburting. Got it. Yeah. Um, so to me. The Michigan offense relies on what the status of quorum is. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned um, in your look back, yes, the Ohio State r- running back core is banged up. Mm-hmm. Trey Henderson, we saw on the sideline with a boot on his foot. Mm-hmm. Not a good sign. But man, we met ourselves a new running back on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right? And he looked mm-hmm. real good. And so when you've got two banged up teams, which team do I trust right now? Whose offense do I trust more? Mm-hmm. It's Ohio State's. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Ohio okay. State's. I even with being as banged up as they were facing a prolific offense, mm-hmm. because Maryland's offense is prolific, yeah. thanks to Talia, right? Yeah. Um, facing that prolific offense, they persevered. They got, you know, they 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 racked up yards, they scored points. Yes, it was a closer game than anybody would have expected mm-hmm. but they pulled out a way to win that game when you put that ohio state offense up against a michigan offense it's not going to be able to run the football at its full capacity because even if quorum's playing he's not gonna be at 100 percent. right 
I don't I, I think the game's gonna be tight. Um, but but Ohio State wins this game at home. I think okay. they got and and, they, and they've they've got the revenge factor here too, right? So like there's double motivation here. Mm-hmm. I think Ohio State wins this game. Okay. Okay. Um I I, I have two things and and they're along the lines of 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 what you brought up. Uh, I would be happier going into this weekend with a better performance last weekend. Uh, I recognize what what you know Maryland is able to do. Um, and and the other team struggled with Maryland at home, no less, uh, earlier in the season. Um, but at Ohio State's depth. Uh, the, the, the ridiculous injuries all year. Um, uh, Jackson Smith at Jigba. Um, uh, Trey Henderson really hasn't been. Uh, Jackson Smith at Jigba has not played any mm-hmm. meaningful minutes uh, pretty much at all, all season. Um, uh, Trey Henderson in and out, but really not at full strength. Um, Mayan Williams has been phenomenal. Um, his running style, perhaps... It, it takes a, a greater physical toll um, because he does not shy away from contact. Um, but then you see, you know, even with both of those, both of those guys out and, and Ohio state's uh, a running game um, actually second half uh, against Maryland looked better than it has in, in weeks. Yeah. Um, so depth at receiver, uh, De- depth at, at at tailback. Um, I like Ohio State's depth in 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 those positions more. JJ uh, McCarthy doesn't appear to did not appear to be as comfortable last weekend when he he's got to be the guy. Um, there you know, and and uh, the the team up north is working with with uh, backup running backs. And there was more of a drop off there than yeah. there has been uh, for for Ohio State. Um, if if a team is is one dimensional, um, as was the case when when Ohio State played in Northwestern and and had to deal with that wind and it could only run the football, um, you, the defense has a big advantage mm-hmm. when when they know what's coming. So there's there's an excess and no reason to pick Ohio State. The other reason to pick Ohio State. Um, Last season, Ohio State was not prepared for what happened in Ann Arbor, and that was uh, again we've we've talked about this. It was they they got smacked in the mouth to use a a uh, an overused cliche, um, and they did not respond well. Uh, this year's Michigan team wants to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I think Ohio State will be ready for it this time. This is this game. The, the the players and coaches will all lie. If you asked any of them, they will say no. We have we have not been preparing for this game all season, but folks. They've been preparing for this game all season, yeah. uh, and preseason and off season, um, like, like for the last three hundred and sixty ish days. I haven't done the math to count exactly. They've been getting ready for this game. Um. And in Columbus, uh, on on Saturday at noon, uh, Ohio State will will uh, will will kick off and and uh, be ready to get its revenge 
what happened last year and hopefully start a new winning streak against the team up north. Um, next up, uh, at three thirty, uh, the uh, the SEC farewell tour of CBS is almost over. Um, no, 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 no. They, we're missing a game. We're missing a game. What am we doing? What? South Carolina at Clemson is at noon Eastern on Saturday. On oh, ABC. I put that in the wrong place. <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, one moment, please. I didn't realize looking at that. Um in a whole different spot on the schedule yeah you okay. had the bottom and i was going through and i was like oh yeah that was that needs to be moved up well no i appreciate that um because okay where are we here we are there we are south carolina at clemson um i'm waiting for the thing to load here clemson is favored by 14 and a half um the uh, over under is 50 and a half uh Drew's point, I, I don't know that Clemson is going to could jump up that high, but as we discussed, with a win here, um, suddenly the win over South Carolina looks could be pretty impressive. So, uh, you know, is that a possibility? And what happens to Clemson in terms of the playoff if um if if they're able to to pull off a win here? Yeah, it's it's an interesting proposition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't think they're going to have enough to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but could they end up in the top six? Possibly. Mm, could be. Okay. Possibly, um, depending on how things shake out. And you know, we mentioned this at the top of the show, Spencer Rattler played the game of his life last week mm-hmm. against Tennessee. He's going to need another one to beat Clemson. Um, but it's not impossible. It's it's not impossible because it's a rivalry game, and it's at noon, and we've mm-hmm. talked about this with Clemson. Clemson and noon games, like doesn't work mm-hmm. um it's just not the the atmosphere yes i know it's a rivalry game but the atmosphere is just not there it's not there for noon kicks um it's, it's there not at night. it's not like it's not like death valley it's it's kind of like a nursing home valley yeah, is that a, is just, that a good is maybe, that a good analogy it's just, okay it's just a dud it, yeah. it just doesn't have that same jump as mm-hmm. as death valley at night so um you know Clemson's looked fine the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks mm-hmm. um but they had three second half turnovers last week that Miami just couldn't capitalize on. Hey, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. you're playing any other team and you're playing a South Carolina team. That's hot. That wants to win a rivalry game mm-hmm. because I don't know. I just felt like being stupid. Um, I'm going to say <laughs> Carolina wins this game just for funsies, just to like, kind of like totally not comes in out of this because I don't know. It just feels like, South Carolina's trending the right direction. They're getting some mojo put together here, and they're really kind of playing well at the end of the season. This game's going to be really, really intriguing. Sure, Gamecocks. Why not? Okay, okay. Um, that's that's an interesting pick. And and I'm I, I again I'm I have been I have spent way too much time thinking about Clemson and and the ACC this this year. Um, and I need to reclaim my brain uh from part of that. But but I think with good reason. Um, and, and particularly just be- because of DJ and and I can't figure out no one can figure out who he is and how right. good he is. And to, to say that uh, in week 13 is an odd thing. So uh, I'm 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 uh, just uh, I'm doing this completely by impulse here. And I, and I think um, I think you're right. 
Uh, I, I talked with friends, um, a, a high school buddy of mine who went to North Carolina and and, and stayed in Columbia, um, and who he and his wife went to the to the game Saturday night, and um, they are really stoked about about what's going on with 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 South Carolina, and I don't know. Yes, yes, they they keep that momentum going, um, and they they close out the season with a win. In Clemson, um, and 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 cap what is a, a great finish to to the Gamecock season. Um, now I believe we are in the three thirty window. We return you to the CBS SEC farewell tour, which I, and I, I th- th- this game would probably be it. Um, this is of course the Iron Bowl, Al- Auburn at Alabama. Uh, Bama is favored by twenty one and a half points. The AJ Fun Index is a not so fun forty nine. I'm tempted to say, who cares? I'll let you go first, Carla. What? Why? Why? Why should we care about this game? Like normally, I'm not like a huge like must see Iron Bowl kind of fan, right? Like, I mean, I there's some years where I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be a good game, and I'm gonna want to pay attention to it, but it's not like must see viewing mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. But for me, this year, this feels like a popcorn game. Like you have a not normal Alabama team playing a Cadillac Williams coached Auburn. Auburn needs a win for a bowl game. Eh, okay. So you have kind of an intriguing setup here. Like, you know, normally I'd be like, no, this is a Bama win all the way. But Auburn's looked good under Williams the last couple of weeks. They, mm-hmm. It feels like they've gotten a little bit of jump back behind them again. They're playing for them. Mm-hmm. I, in a rivalry game. Now, if this game, you know, was was at Auburn, at Jordan Hare, we, I, would, I would feel intrigued by saying Auburn, Pay attention to this game. You might I be would able feel, to pull this I off. I would feel really good about about heading in that direction. Yes. Yeah, but in the loose, like I mean, this feels like an Auburn or it feels like a um a Bama win here, especially because Bama's real good against the run, and that's been Auburn's mojo, mm-hmm. right? Um, so Bama's defense, but like this feels like this game is going to be way tighter than it should be um entertaining as heck give me some popcorn and i'm gonna settle in and watch this game which is not something i normally say for the iron bowl so okay yeah bama but it's gonna be fun okay okay um i i I look at this and i'm like uh uh, uh, yeah why who who cares why why i know i know people in the state of alabama do um but it, it is an interesting proposition does ace does a team of Alabama's talent get up enough because they can keep Auburn from going to a bowl game. I mean, is that, is, is that motivation for, for um, the, the program that has been the best in the country for the, the last decade? I'm right. not sure. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure that this team has, paid attention to Nick Saban to the degree that uh, certainly not to the degree that the Nick Saban would like. Right. Um, and we've talked a little bit about some of the, you know, how Alabama is always so well coached. And yet this season you see things that you never see out of that program. Um, just, just little mental things that, that, that never seem to happen. Um, I would, I, I would pick Auburn if if this game was at Auburn and I would I would do so gleefully and without hesitation I agree I mean this 
I, I'm not sure the answer to any of the questions I just asked about Alabama, Alabama is is yes. I, I'm not sure that they get up for this game. Um, it may not matter. It may be that just Alabama is better. Uh, and, and, you know, the line reflects that for sure. Um, so I'm going to pick Alabama. Um, but but do pay attention to this. Um, and, and this is I mean, this is a situation where like if Auburn is 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 close late. Uh, there you want to watch. Because you don't know at that point if if what is ostensibly the better team is just going to pack it up and and uh, and and bail. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. Alabama's a pick. But yeah. Popcorn game, get get ready, because uh, that, that could be more interesting than it seems on its face. Um, also at 3.30 on ABC, uh, the Civil War between the Ducks and the Beavers, which is uh, just the silliest thing ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Oregon at Oregon State. Uh, Oregon, uh, the your Ducks are favored by three points. Uh, the over-under is a 56 and a half. Um, I, I assume both of these teams will be, will be ranked, uh, Oregon will be for sure. Um, uh, in, in the currently the, the most recent poll that we have, the most recent numbers we have Oregon is uh, Oregon state is ranked 23. So, um, it's kind of unusual for this, for this game to both teams, uh, come in with, uh, with positions in the top 25. Um, yeah. what, what do you, uh, what do you see here? And this game has consequences for Oregon, right? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, Bo Nix isn't at 100%. Um, mm-hmm. Although we say that, and he, and, you know, he brought the team, pull off a huge win at home against Utah last week. Um, but a win here against their in-state rivals puts Oregon back in the Pac-12 title game. So they control mm-hmm. their own destiny here. So the, a win here puts them in the title game. Um, the Beavs, meanwhile, they might actually be better than the record indicates. Um mm-hmm. Two of their three losses on the season were to Washington and USC, and they were three-point games. They were in those games. Mm -hmm. Um, The outlier there was a blowout loss to Utah, a good loss with a good Utah team, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The game's in Corvallis, and rivalry games like this are sneaky because you have a team, the road team is trying to get to a title game. You have an underdog, good home team Mm -hmm. that could play spoiler for something Mm -hmm. (sighs) and or and and nix isn't at 100 percent yeah this game's tight i am tempted to take the beeves here i am tempted but i think the smart pick is still oregon but this game keep this game on the flip okay Okay. With, with with the Iron Bowl because this game and scoreboard watch this game because I think this game could really go either way. Um, I think I think the Ducks are the pick, but I don't feel good about it. Okay, okay. Um, you, you said Oregon's a smart pick, so naturally, the the not smart pick is the one that I'm going to gravitate to. Um, <laughs> I, I I mean that way too, though. Like it's, uh, yeah. it's This is uh, this situation. It's it's similar to to Alabama Auburn, but it's not, right? Um, in in that you know you you've got a team. Um, is it enough to to spoil your opponent's season? Um, 
so, you know, if Alabama is it enough motivation for Alabama to keep Auburn out of a bowl game, maybe, but for a team whose expectations are so high, maybe not. Um, in this instance, uh, I, I think it is absolutely enough um, for the Beavers to want to screw up Oregon's postseason possibilities um, mm-hmm. and, and win their rivalry game. And the fact that they're at home um, in the, the, the football market, that is Corvallis, Oregon. Um, I'm, I'm going with the beavers here. I, I, I think that is going to be, uh, that's, that's going to be the, the way this goes, whether, whether or not that's the smart pick, we will see. Um, <laughs> I've never let that stop me before. Reference this earlier. Um, we were texting, uh, on Sunday, I think. Yeah. Um, Carla posed this statement. That at this moment, all things considered, Penn State is the best team. Did you say in the Big Ten East or in the Big? Well, that's that's dumb. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Penn State is the best team in the Big Ten right now. Um, Carla, if I could, before we get into this game, yep. if I could ask you to please explain. Sure. So, you look at recent results, right? What have you done for mm-hmm. me lately? Mm-hmm. Um, and Ohio State and Michigan both banged up mm-hmm. big time. Um, now, again, Ohio State's been able to find some depth yep. um, at, at key positions, and they've been able to hang in there. But you look head-to-head in consecutive weeks, mm-hmm. Penn State shuts out Maryland mm-hmm. 30 to nothing. And, and, and Ohio State did not. <laughs> and Ohio State did not, right? Right. And, and Penn State, healthy quarterback, two healthy running backs secondary has been playing really really well mm-hmm. defensive lines been pressuring quarterbacks it gave talia fits which okay. ohio state was never fully able to do they had moments where they were able to pressure talia really well but not of the consistency that the penn state defense did right. at yeah. this point in the season ohio state's or penn state is the healthiest team in the big 10 and they're playing like it they're putting up points the defense is swarming I think I think if if I would love to see a Penn State Ohio State rematch right now. Well, how about I? I would rather see a Penn State Michigan rematch right now. But I, 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 that too. Mm-hmm. I I said I was going to try to argue about this, and I'm not sure that I can. I mean. I, the positions that the teams are in, obviously, uh, it, it speaks for itself. But but your argument that uh, health, um, what each team is has done, each of the three teams has done in the last couple weeks, um, it's it. I'm not sure that I have a leg to stand on if if I'm trying to debate this with you. And uh, what gets me excited, yeah, is the fact that okay, Clifford's been there for 17 years. He's fine, you know. He's he's riding off into the sunset with this team. Does he have a PhD a, by now, or, or like two or three think. of them? Yeah, he's okay. probably teaching at this point, right? He's faculty. Tenured, he's tenured. He's, yeah, he's, he's tenured like... at Penn State. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the fact that Penn State's been winning big, mm-hmm. Drew Aller's been getting reps. That's, right? that's a good point. That's and good so point. you've got a freshman quarterback and two sophomore running backs next season. Mm-hmm. 
that are tearing up offensively. I can't wait for 2023. Uh, the, 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 and the running backs essentially have been playing all season, um, yeah. which is, and they are the reason uh, that in, in an improved offensive line, they are the reason yeah. Penn State's offense has been that good because Clifford yes. finally, finally, in in all 17 years of his time uh, in, in state college, he finally has a running game. Yep. Um, I am on the record as being unhappy about this uh, because I <laughs> I understand what that means. Um, fortunately, next year's next year's game uh, will next year's will be in Columbus. Yes, next year's game yes. will be in Columbus. Um, but yeah, that's that's tough to argue. Uh, um, and and certainly it bodes well for the land grant the the prospects of Penn State um, getting his hands on the land grant trophy. Um, at not 3:30. that you necessarily want that trophy, but you know, whatever. No, I mean it's a trophy. Uh, sure, why not? Why not? Um, <laughs> if you at, haven't, if you if you don't know what the land grant trophy looks like, if you're if for somehow have never seen a picture of it, please Google it and look at it. Okay, look um, at it. Look it, at it. It looks like something you picked up at a yard sale or random majesty, things you picked up at a yard sale. And the majesty of the land grant trophy. It's the best worst trophy in all of college football. I love it so much. I can't argue with about that either. Um, at 4 p.m. on uh, FS1, the land grant trophy will be up for grabs uh, as the Michigan State Spartans visit the Penn State and the Lions. Um, Penn State is um, favored. I did have the wrong mouse. Penn State is favored by 18 points, which feels right to me. Um, the uh, AJ Fund Index is a 52 and a half. Also feels pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know what's up with, with Michigan State. Uh, uh, they appear to be not good, but then a couple times they've they've uh, they've popped off and and hello. What this yeah. is sort of what we expected from Sparty. Um, which Sparty do we see on Saturday, or do, or does it matter? Um, I think it would matter if this game was in East Lansing. Um, I would be nervous about this game if it was at Sparty. Okay. Um, just because. You know, last game of the year, Sparty needs a win to get bowl, to get bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. Um, after they screwed around and lost in over double overtime to Indiana last week, mm-hmm. so so they have something to play for here. But the fact that this game is in Happy Valley on Sean Clifford's senior day, like you know, even though it's a four Eastern mm-hmm. kick, um, mm-hmm. which is a terrible time, by the way. Thanks, Fox. Um, it's. Yeah, there's so many wrong things about playing this game at four o'clock. I know, I know. Um, this needs to be a seven o'clock game, but whatever. Um, you know, and Penn State's healthy right now, and mm. and Sparty is not good against the run. They're not. They haven't been able to stop the run. So, the, so the key to a Penn State win here is they just need to rely on that ground game. Don't let that ground game go. Um, rely on that ground game. Be methodical about it. And this is a Penn State win. Um, and and Sean Clifford will get to be you know right off into the sunset um, on a win. I I don't love the line. Mm-hmm. I know you said it feels right. Sparty mm-hmm. always plays up for this game. I think it'll be a little closer than that. I think okay. 13, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like a two-score win, but I don't think 18. I, I think 18 is a little silly. Okay. Um, I think, okay. but but this is a Penn State win. I think. Um, I, I think what, what should happen with Professor Clifford um, is that he he comes out in flip flops and an Aloha shirt, and just takes snaps and hands it off to the running backs. Yeah, over 
and over and over. So, uh, so Professor Clifford can enjoy his senior his senior day. Crap, he says with air quotes, and um, because guy's been you know he's thirty five years old. He's been there for a while. Um, I I I see this as again uh, the you know what is perhaps the best team in the Big Ten right now rolling. Uh, an opponent that it should roll um, because I, I, I think that the difference and maybe not difference in talent, but the difference in, in, you know, where these programs are at this moment in time is, is stark enough that this should not be a close game. Um, and, and uh, in addition to, to uh, dashing Michigan state's bull hopes, there's the Lane Grant trophy. Just grab it. It's right there. There it is uh, for grabs. Penn State wins this one pretty easily. Uh, at 8 p.m. I don't know if this one has a has, has a, a rivalry name either, but it's cool to talk about this because this game is actually meaningful. Like for the first time since I've been paying attention to um to college football in, in Kansas, I guess. Um, this is this is Kansas at Kansas State. Uh, this is at 8 p.m. Saturday on on Fox. Um, Kansas State is favored by 12. The uh, over under is is a uh, the AZ Fund Index is a respectable 62 and a half points. Um, can 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 Kansas finish a dream season, a dream regular season with a win at K State? I I wish um, to an <laughs> Usually, extent. Although goes like no. Although I no, although I don't, I want I want power powercats need to win this game to go to the Big Twelve title game. So true. Um, if, and and then far, there's the all purple thing and the all purple thing, right? Got, yeah. Gotcha, so gotcha. so powercats need to win this game. How this is this is the sunflower showdown. Um, the sunflower. Okay, that's yes. I I was I I should have made I should have been able to guess that. Yes. Yeah, sunflower showdown. Um, powercats win. They go to the Big Twelve title game. Kansas lost momentum. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they 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 did after they lost their quarterback, um, and 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 Jason Bean's done a, an admirable job, but they just haven't gotten the wins behind him. They're playing okay, they just haven't won. Um, they've lost four of their last five, right? And and they got thumped last weekend by can by Texas. I mean, like not not good. Um, I hope Rock Chalk keeps this interesting. That's what I hope. But you have a night game in Little Manhattan with a title game berth on the line. Mm-hmm. All purple Big Twelve title game. Let's go, Powercats. It's, I believe I said uh, during a, a a show earlier in the year that I was not going to pick against K State until I, I might not even said I'm just I'm just not going to do it. Um, I, and I think they lost almost immediately when I said that because that's just that's how things go for me when I try to to, to sound smart on a college football program. Um. I, you you got to pick Kansas State here. You you, you do, but uh, I I am absolutely rooting for a a storybook finish um, w- with the Jayhawks, um, who are are you know, as we've covered before, bull eligible the bull eligible Kansas Jayhawks, um, being able to uh, to to wrap up an amazing amazing season and and beating their rivals on the road. Um, is it likely? No, but possible? Sure. Um, I, this next up at seven thirty 
on ABC. It's cool that this old rivalry means something this time. Um, and 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 could mean something for for both programs. Uh, this is, of course, your Notre Dame Fighting Irish uh, visiting Southern California, the the, the USC Trojans, the LA Coliseum, and the the, the song girls and the, the dude on the horse and all that stuff. Um, uh, USC is favored by five and a half points, which is not something you would have said a month ago. Um, but but Notre Dame has uh, has uh, kind of come back and and resurrected its season, which certainly doesn't doesn't hurt uh, my Buckeyes and their the initial win of the season. Um, USC favored by five and a half over under sixty three. Um, Carla, I mean the it 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 you you've got to agree with me on this. It's cool that this old rivalry is is meaningful this year, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. And I love the fact that it's in the Coliseum. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, it feels like old school rivalry game. Both these teams ranked, I, mm-hmm. you know, USC coming off of a huge win. Notre Dame, you know, um, new head coach rebounding well after a start to the year. Uh, to say the least. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so it's it's been really nice to see these, both these like programs trending in, in the right direction here. Um. I part of me wonders, mm-hmm. and this is like a super hypothetical, but I, because I think the, I think the Trojans are the pick here. I I think the game's going to be tight mm-hmm. um, because USC has playoff hopes at this point because you have to believe that they're going to be sitting at either five or six when mm-hmm. when the rankings come out. And after the game happens, um, one of those two teams is dropping out, and so yep. who's sitting at five? To yep. be able to slide in there. And so USC has a lot to play for here. Yeah. But my question is, and this just occurred to me, mm-hmm. if Notre Dame wins this game, mm-hmm. do they go New Year's Six? Is that I, I, a big enough win to to catapult them up into the New Year's Six? I think, and, th- and this is always a thing that drives me crazy about Notre Dame, because it's Notre Dame, I, right. I think that's a possibility. Um, and and again, this is a concept we've we've discussed ad nauseum uh, in the show over the years. There are programs that get a second look because of the the programs that they are, and yep. and because specifically boys and girls, because the TV numbers they bring. Yep. Um, I Ohio State. I, I I will stipulate Ohio State has absolutely been a, a a beneficiary of of that line of thinking before. So has Penn State. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Notre Dame uh, is the only damn school in country that has its own TV network, uh, or that has that has its own contract with a major TV network. Um, so there is it, it, it is not negotiable. To, to to question the TV numbers that they draw, um, I, I think that that this is a situation where I, I don't think it's automatic, but they would get a much closer look uh, than most programs in the country if they're able to win this game. Uh, it, it, yeah. it jump it up to a New Year's Six bowl. Yeah, I, I still I still think USC is the pick here, mm-hmm. but this game entertaining as heck. Um, it might have the same level of intrigue as SC um, UCLA did last weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be as explosive, but I think it's going to have that same level of competition. That's two huge asks for USC. 
mm-hmm. in back-to-back weeks. And you yeah. have to believe yeah. that even if they're sitting at six, if they win this game, mm-hmm. would they get a look at four, even if they're sitting at six? At uh, I have not. I, actually, I have no idea who LSU is playing um, this weekend. Uh, I I think a, a, a win. I mean, it, it, it is it, unless LSU is like beating Alabama for a second time this weekend. I think a win over Notre Dame uh, for SC would would be enough for them. Um, you assume uh, assume uh, TCU wins. Um, one spot is open because of my game. Um, yep. I, I would, I would put SC in that fourth spot right now over LSU. Um, but that assumes that I'm picking USC to win, which spoiler alert, I am. However, <laughs> to, just to couch, just to couch the pick. Um, I, I, I think it's a smart pick and, and, that that's uh it is a huge rivalry but it's tough ask to to you know for any time you got to travel through three time zones and 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 go play a football game uh at what would be uh, you know like a 10 o'clock start um if they were playing in south bend at the the the, uh on the west coast time i i want this is a rare thing for me to say i'm absolutely cheering for marcus freeman and and uh for him to to pull off a win in this game um uh dude's a buckeye i know we we've had we've had some rough times with marcus um before the start of the season understandable no big deal um and i it would be great for him for the program um, you know, and, and we all we all kind of said, yeah, we're we're rooting for Marcus Freeman. I I think I even grudgingly admitted that after the season opener. Um I think SC is the pick. Uh, but again, this is this is a this is a funny one. All of these rivalry games, um, you don't know. You don't know. And and it Notre came if Notre Dame comes in the right frame of mind, uh, they are strong up the middle. Uh, which is still the weak point for SC, yeah, even on offense. Um, the, the, the defense is 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 strong overall. I'm not sure about SC's defense, uh, as we as we saw when they they, they played U, uh, UCLA last weekend. Right, perhaps not a strength. Um, although that's a that's a weakness on weakness matchup because you know Notre Dame isn't scoring a ton of points either. I don't know. It, it's it's it, a lot of interesting kind of little storylines like that. Southern Cal is the uh, is the pick, but um, again, I'm 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 watching this one, uh, yeah. and and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. And if um, SC wins, mm-hmm. I would totally put them at four, regardless of where they are, because LSU yeah. has yes Texas A&M this weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. Um, that's that's not going to be enough in my mind to vault. Um. Uh, to vault LSU uh, into that fourth spot over a, a a victorious Trojans program, we have one more game. Uh, the, the 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 selling point here is is just pure fun. This is this is like taking a bowl of sugar and just shoveling it into your mouth. This is not substantial. This is nothing but fun. Um, the, this is the Apple Bowl, 
uh, the Apple Cup, actually. Is the Apple Cup? Okay. It's the Apple Cup. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Um, this is your Washington Huskies at your Washington State Cougars. The Huskies are favored by two points. Um, the over-under is, frankly, a slightly disappointing 59. Um, yeah, I saw that. Uh, so, I, I mean, entertainment value um uh, and and this is this is this is the late night game this is a uh, 10 30 on espn entertainment value off the charts off the charts um carla uh what what's going to happen football wise i would say lay low on the turkey on saturday because you don't want to like hit that food coma because you got to stay Ooh, up late good point. for this one good right point. so, good so point. eat your turkey leftovers on friday don't mm-hmm. hit the turkey on saturday and you're probably gonna want to caffeinate like mid-afternoon right to make it up the, to stay up this late um mm-hmm. Because okay. this yeah. is a stupid late game. I tried staying up last weekend for um, Oregon, Utah, and only made it to halftime. I was mm. like, nope, I'm done. Can't do this. You you did better than I did. So, but this one you really do want to try to stay up for, even just for the first half, because there's not going to be a lot of defense in this game. And Michael Penix Jr. should, maybe even in the first half, surpass 4,000 yards passing on the season he he only needs 150 yards mm-hmm. he's 150 yards away from 4,000 yards on the season that could happen in the first half because neither of these teams <laughs> play defense yes right yes um you know i take the over i'm i'm disappointed by that by the the phonetics as well um yeah it's just, weird that that, it, that would be that low it feels low i think the huskies are the pick here but like this game's on the palouse Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like you never know what's gonna happen there now we don't have the intrigue of of mike leach anymore but like you still have like that mystical like cougars palouse um th- will there be fog maybe I, it's especially like, there yeah and and it's just like it, it could be snowing it could. um it's it's it, it's in what is actually a desert so there could be fog. Um, there could be bedouins sweeping in from the sand dunes you, you just have no idea yeah, the number of times we've watched this game, I'm like, we can't see the field um, <laughs> because, you know, something, fog, snow, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, the Huskies are the better team, mm-hmm. but this game's going to get bonkers as heck. I'll take the Huskies, but it wouldn't stun me if the Cougars win this at home. Um, this one, I can say I, I, I truly do not care. I have yeah. no, I have, I, I have nothing involved um personally invested in this in this matchup but if for some reason i am still awake at 10 30 on saturday um i am going to turn this on in hopes of uh you know uh, multiple touchdowns before i get so tired that i have to go to bed so if the game starts at 10 30 i you know if i can see let's say five touchdowns between between 10 30 and 11 gonna be happy um and Washington, that could happen. It, it, it could. It could. Um, uh, we're going to see Michael Penix um, over over four thousand yards, um, and and maybe in that same period of time, uh, could he get to thirty touchdowns? You know, before halftime. Yeah, he could. That's that's mm-hmm. it's a possibility. Um, it's just uh, this is this is purely for fun. Uh, Huskies are the pick. But man, um, the Apple Cup is going to be a great, great time. And if you can stay up, you absolutely should. Boys and girls, you can hear the Carlin Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube or on the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, 
mind your own damn business. Um, be sure to come back next week uh, to see exactly how wrong we were. And it also, uh, because it's uh, next week is championship week. Champion, Woo-hoo. champion. We will have AJ on live with us so he can correct my pronunciation, correct my pronunciation, which apparently is a thing I need a lot of help with. Champion, championship week. Championship week. Championship week. Um, Carla, do you have a final thought? I have two very quick final thoughts. Um, first, because I have to bring this up, middle Blue Raiders going bowling. Didn't have that in top of the awesome. show. Awesome. Um, really, really awesome. They won that game at home last week against FAU. Um, so great way to send off the seniors. They're heading to Miami this week. I've heard this before. Um, yes. This um, is, I've heard this story. We, yeah. And last time Blue Raiders were in Miami, it went really, really well. And this time they're playing a not so great FIU team. This, a win here mm. would put, um, would put middle at seven and five. Okay. On the year, improve okay. bowl options. So, um, really like the prospects here. This game is at six Eastern on Saturday, and it's actually free to watch because it's on ESPN three. Find your streaming sticks. You nice. can watch it. Nice. Um, and finally, just because this game suddenly got very, very intriguing, mm-hmm. happening just down the street from me here on the west end of Nashville, Tennessee at Vandy, seven thirty Eastern. Saturday no. night on the SEC network. Unfortunately, I mean, yes, it sucks. Hendon Hooker out with a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Vandy's one, two straight needs a win for bowl eligibility. Who's winning, Carla? Who, who you got? Can the doors go bowling? Can, can, can? I mean, whether or not the bowl thing happens, can Vandy beat Tennessee? I, without, with a healthy Hendon Hooker, no. No. Absolutely no. no. Absolutely. Yes. I agree. But without Hooker, who's been kind of their primary offensive threat, it's reachable. I don't know if it'll happen. (laughs) (laughs) But man, it's intriguing. And you have to think where the momentum is right now. Absolutely. all on the Vanderbilt sideline. Mm -hmm. Because Tennessee is deflated after what has been a really, really, really good season for them yeah. to have it end this way just sucks on so many levels, but they don't have a lot to play for here. And Vandy does. Um, I really want to take Vanderbilt here. What happens? What, what would happen with a Vandy middle bowl game matchup? I, I don't know where that would be. That would be fun. Um, it wouldn't be the Music City Bowl because the tie-in with the Big Ten. Yeah. And that would more than likely be Vanderbilt's bowl game. They wouldn't, well, no, because they wouldn't be high enough in the SEC. It could happen. Depending on where they would end, that that would be intriguing. Um, that would, we, we will revisit this, obviously, um, when we when we know the results for this weekend's games. Um, but that, that might be, that might be a question that, that you should expect if, if for some reason Vanderbilt is able to win this game. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah, be it fun. would be fun. So keep this scoreboard. Watch this one. Um, okay. If it starts getting close in the second half, because there's a lot of good stuff happening Saturday night. So I, I wouldn't say dedicate a stream to this, but scoreboard, watch it. Flip to the SEC network if it gets interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, I have no thoughts. I have thoughts about one game, and 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 you guys know what that is. Um, all season before the season before the season when i built the intro 
the video intro for the show this year, I included um, a, a, a photograph of a, a what's his name Hutchison knocking C.J. Stroud on his ass uh, in Ann Arbor a, a year ago, and that was just so every time I looked at the intro to the Carlin Crappy Show this season, I had that reminder of not just losing but getting beat uh, physically getting beat in Ann Arbor. Um, as I said earlier, I, I want, I, I, I really wish last weekend's game was different. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that Ohio state knows how to win weird games and, 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 you know, that's, that's good. I, I want to see, uh, that same kind of physicality. Um, I've seen it in spurts. Uh, and I have to sort of go on faith that that's that's going to show up on Saturday, and it and it needs to. Um, that's that's all that Michigan has done all season. Um, so I think it will. Uh, I I think my efforts, my mojo, had that, and my focus on this game all fall long has is will manifest. I I assume for the last 360-ish days that that um uh, the, the folks involved with the Ohio State football program because they they've talked about this every day don't don't let the players lie to you don't let anybody Brian Day uh, no no every day they've they've talked about this every single day there are reminders of it every single day um there's a moment in the uh HBO's excellent uh hour-long documentary about about the rivalry that aired I'm, a million years ago this was the late 2000s um dan deardorf michigan player uh after they upset uh ohio state in ann arbor in uh 1969 which was which was Woody's best team the, the year after they won the national championship, more experienced, destroyed everybody, and then went up to, to Ann Arbor and lost to Michigan and Bo Schembechler. Deardorf talks about riding the buses into Columbus, into the stadium at uh, in, in 1970. And he just laughs and says, man, they were ready for us. <laughs> um. And they were, and it was it was all of Columbus, um, but specifically it, it was that is it was that Ohio State football team, and that was a beatdown. I don't know that's what's going to happen to the same degree. Um, situation similar, and, and and I can say, I will say in in just a moment to re reiterate again what this season's focus has been for me. But first, uh, we will thank Drew Powell, um, yes. my nephew, um, for joining us. Uh, it, it was fantastic for him. Um, he, it, I, I, I cannot be, I cannot imagine being a full-time college football player and a full-time student at an Ivy League school or at any school. Uh, like like I was an academic uh, genius. Um it was terrific to hear from him, and uh, hopefully that is something we can we can do again soon. Um, I want to thank everybody, all of you guys, for watching and listening and, and doing all the things that you do. Um, if you are related to Drew Powell, you should listen to the show, as I said before, four or five times this week. I, I think, what would it hurt? 
Um, I want to thank AJ. Yes. I'm saying you, you could take it. You could take it with you as you're driving to wherever you're driving to for I, the holiday, because I think yeah. the show's long enough to take a to take a um a, a nice long road trip. So I think so. I think so. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a long one. Um, uh, I want to thank AJ for uh, his contributions. We he will he will be joining us for championship week next week. Um, Carla. Yes. Uh, again, I, I this is this has been awesome. Um, mm-hmm. gonna be fun. Gonna be fun weekend. Uh, for for middle and for Vandy and uh for Penn State and I hope for my Buckeyes. And um, folks, all that's left to say is number one, cheers. Cheers. Num- number two, go Bobcats. Number three, beat the team up north. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have an awesome week of college football, and we'll see you back here for Championship Week next week.